0: shit I just got back from the United Center in Chicago for AEW Rampage and that was without question a top five moment for me as a pro wrestling fan special pop up edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesdays record this uh, after the Tony Khan CM Punk um, media call So this is at 11 p.m. Central Time. After I was at the United Center to see the TV tapings of A.W. Dark. And of course, Rampage as well. And I saw CM Punk return to professional wrestling. And it's like he never left. (laughs) That was an amazing moment. I wish that you were sitting next to me at the United Center in Chicago if you were in the building you know what I'm going to say right just a hell of a pop modern reference would be a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop all time it's Legion of Doom, The Road Warriors Hawk and Animal pop from the 80's and some of the 90's but CM Punk returning to wrestling meant so much to so many people tonight I'm standing with men around me that were crying when they first heard the first chord of Cult of Personality. When you when you just heard the first chord. Because it felt real. It didn't feel like it's a WWE thing where they're going to swerve you and it's really not CM Punk at someone else. It was the real thing. And as a pro wrestling fan, I am proud of Friday Night. August 20th in Chicago because nobody loves CM Punk more than his own hometown of Chicago. Dude is a Cub fan, he's a Blackhawks fan, he's Chicago. And this city loves some CM Punk. You've heard CM Punk's smattering of CM Punk and the chance of his name across the country for the last six, seven years, but nothing like in Chicago. Because people saw CM Punk at Ring of Honor. They saw him in the indies. And then he gets to the big time. Goes to Ring of Honor, the WWE. And steps foot in the United Center. A building that I don't even know if it was available three weeks ago. And on a Friday night. In the house that Jordan built. CM Punk had a Michael Jordan-like pop. And it's not hyperbole. It's not me bullshitting you. I'm telling you that that was an amazing, amazing pop that CM Punk got. That was years and years of people wondering would he ever return? Would he ever come back to wrestling? And what we saw is as soon as he stepped foot out on that stage, on that platform, the place exploded. As I mentioned, to my right from where I was sitting, there were men that were crying they were like, I can't believe that this is real. And that shows you the emotion of wrestling. All this stuff where people are smart, you know, every, all the ins and outs of wrestling, the behind the scenes, the backstage, the salacious shit, all the stuff, right? All the things that some wrestling fans, sometimes most wrestling fans are into. The Dave multiplication of wrestling, of what are the spoilers, what's the dirt, all this stuff, right? Everyone knew that CM Punk was going to return tonight, but yet people were still not sure, even though the knowledge was there. People hit me up on Twitter at wrestling TWT and says, "Hood, I, I know that he's coming, but I didn't believe it until I saw it. What I experienced tonight is what I've experienced before as a wrestling fan, and that is genuine emotion, genuine emotion for CM Punk. After his time with the WWE, there was never a feeling that he was ever going to return. Like, if he returns, would he go back to the WWE? What would happen, right? So he went to MMA and started fighting. Got his brains beaten out. But you give him credit because he's one of ours. As far as being a Chicagoan. He's one of ours. And also someone that has been through the rigors of being a pro wrestler. That wanted to do something different. Something new with his life. Because he was so tired Of the machine with the WWE and wrestling in his life and depression, I would say, and definitely ups and downs, anxiety. He talked about in his post-game match conference with Tony Khan after Rampage, he talked about a lot of ups and downs in his life. And how he always loved professional wrestling, didn't like the people in professional wrestling or in sports entertainment, in his case, being in the WWE. But the point is, is though, is that out of all the stuff that we know about wrestling, stuff that we read, spoilers, all this stuff, still, when he stepped out on the stage at AEW Rampage, people felt a connection to him saying, finally, after all these days away, you have returned. And people welcomed him with open arms. And not just a smattering of applause, not golf claps. They roared. They shook the United Center. I've been in the United Center since it was built. A lot of great Jordan moments where people screaming at the top of their lungs and full throat for Jordan and the Bulls. I've been to concerts. That's been pretty good. But, But never to the point where people are screaming and yelling quite like that. Sustained roar for CM Punk. I just think that was a mixture of disbelief and just to see him out there again. We saw him on WWE backstage, a little FS1 show. We've seen him around here and there. But to see him and him talking about wrestling and then sitting down in the middle of the ring and just spewing not everything that was on his mind, but just talking about how... When he was at Ring of Honor, and I remember this, this is on YouTube, when he signed his deal with the WWE, he signed his deal on top of the Ring of Honor belt. And he didn't want to leave Ring of Honor because he loved Ring of Honor and knew that his career and his life would change just being in the WWE because even in the back of his mind, paranoid as he is, as he says himself, he's thinking to himself, oh God, they're not going to like someone like me. Because he knows that he can be hard to deal with. He knows that he is a professional wrestler, not an entertainer. He's all these things. He's a guy, a straight shooter. He's a Chicago guy. That's who CM Punk is. And so he knew his life was going to change. And he did change some things while he's in the WWE, but. When you hear Punk's story, it was not a happy ending. It was not a happy middle. It wasn't a happy beginning. It was not happy with management, John. It wasn't happy with uh, with Triple H. It wasn't happy with Vince McMahon. It wasn't happy uh, with uh, Johnny at all. You know, and so he, he steps away from what he loves so much. And he comes back and he's you can see his eyes welling up with tears and joy because we're rooting for him. We're saying CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. All the fans in there, full throat, rooting for a guy, not just a Chicago guy, but someone that's been away from the business for a while, a long while. And he's crying and he does like a stage dive. He's diving into the crowd and hugging people at ringside that he knew, knowing how big this moment was. And so my point is, is that as we get so cynical and try to figure, hey, man, everybody knew. Let me get, let me tell you something. This morning, Friday morning, August 20th, I told my broadcast partner, David Kaplan, we do Cap and J Hood mornings between 7 and 10 a.m. Central on ESPN 1000 and also on the ESPN Chicago app. We do our show every morning. And I told him about AEW Rampage. He goes, what are you doing this weekend? I said, well, I'm going to go to AEW Rampage tonight at the United Center. He goes, there's wrestling tonight? He's like, oh, yeah, there's wrestling tonight. And CM Punk is going to return, we believe. And he goes, really? I said, I know you have his number. I said, Dave, I want you to um, text CM Punk and ask him, or just wish him well tonight and see what his reaction is going to be. I, I, we did not tell this story on the air. I'm telling you this for the first time. So I told, I said, Cap, I want you to text him and wish him well tonight and see how he responds. And the reason why the cap has CM Punk's numbers is because CM Punk did some analysis during the Chicago Blackhawks parades on NBC Sports Chicago because he's, again, a big Blackhawks fan and he was on the mic with cap and a few others i guess that were doing the parade and so i think i think punk was a part of several of them because punk lives here loves the blackhawks so he was there to kind of be a broadcaster for the parade festivities at grant park in chicago so the response from punk after cap sent that text was quote i appreciate that thanks for the message So this is at 9 o'clock on Saturday, I'm sorry, on Friday morning. And so there is almost somewhat of a confirmation that Punk was going to be at the United Center tonight. And he was. But it wasn't up to me to to tweet out or put on Facebook or put on Instagram, confirm CM Punk will be in Chicago. He will be at the United Center. We all knew that this is where it was headed as soon as we heard the rumors. Wait until Brian Danielson comes to AEW, <laughs> right? Wait until we hear about maybe other free agents that will be coming to AEW. The point is, though, is that, yes, I had the information, but I did not tweet that out to you because it was the worst-kept secret in the business around wrestling fans like CM Punk's returning. There's a speculation, well, what if it's a swerve, bro? What if it's Brock Lesnar? Uh, what if it's Ric Flair and it's not CM Punk? CM Punk came back to AEW and I am just overjoyed because I still got goosebumps and I'm still trying to get my voice back to where it usually is because I'm screaming just like all the other fans that Punk returned to wrestling and not only that he challenged Darby Allen for the pay-per-view at the Now Arena in Hoffman Estates for All Out. (laughs) So like a double dip, not only does he appear, there's Sting and Darby Allin in the Raptors at the United Center, and now we're going to see CM Punk in the ring in a few weeks, which is crazy, but it's going to happen. Everything that we've waited for, everything that people have chanted uh, throughout the country in different arenas, especially WWE arenas, It's finally happening that CM Punk comes out there with a fresh t-shirt and people have already, uh, the lines for the merch were down, uh, which is amazing, up and down the aisles of merch of AEW stuff. And on top of that, he talks about the ice cream bars. You remember that was a big thing with him in the WWE to Vince McMahon's face saying, what happened to the WWF ice cream bars? I love those things. And like. You know, Vince had this perplexed look on his face and just like, I'm not in the ice cream business, pal. I mean, that was a, like an 80s thing, right? A late 80s thing in the WWE. And guess what? CM Punk made sure that everybody in the building got an ice cream bar. A vanilla bean ice cream bar with CM Punk's logo on it. And if you go to my Instagram, WrestlingTWT, you will see that line of people. After Punk was done with his promo... There are a number of people that left their seats, and I mean more than a few, that lined up for the ice cream bars that had not been delivered yet. I actually have video of the pallets of ice cream bars. that are still in the box. <laughs> this is what happens when you're CM Punk and you have the world by the tail. He knows that for six or seven years, people have chanted his name. He knows how important he is to wrestling fans, and he returns. And there's going to be a fresh set of matches. And on top of that, sounds like he's player coach. I mean, actually player coach, that he'll do some wrestling matches and also help people. I will tell you, without hyperbole, this has to be the most talented group of agents, producers, whatever they call them. I know they were agents back in the day, but behind-the-scenes personnel, It has to be the most talented group of behind-the-scenes personnel uh, that I can remember over the last five or ten years in the business. Like Vince McMahon has always had really solid former pro wrestlers, the Sgt. Slaughter's, the Pat Patterson's, the Gerald Briscoe's. Uh, you know, as a recent vintage of Mike Rotundo and having Michael Hayes, all these people behind the scenes. Abyss is back there now. You've got uh, Devon Dudley that's back there. There's Billy Kidman that's back there. I mean, he's he's had some talent be but I'm just talking about Hall of Fame top level guys that I never thought that would be in a coaching scenario, like a Mark Henry, a big show, uh Jerry Lynn. Uh, and now there's so many others. And you could add CM Punk to that as well, who says he's willing to uh, lend his knowledge and help young talent in that. And there's plenty of it in the AEW. That's just amazing. He's willing to help. And I'm just overjoyed for him and for wrestling fans that have wanted him to return. It, it, I'm happy today because wrestling's needed a moment like what happened. And you can speculate who Punk's going to be teamed up with and who he's going to be matched up with and how many wins and how many losses. I, I couldn't give a shit about that. What I care about is what I grew up with as a wrestling fan, and that is moments. We saw a moment, knowing that CM Punk, more than likely to the general audience... Was going to come to AEW, but just the anticipation, the buildup—it's been on social media all for the last 48 hours. CM Punk, I can't wait to get to the building. I can't wait to turn on TNT. I can't wait—you know—again, that's what wrestling is all about: the surprise, and not the surprise, the anticipation, or a blend of both. Because I think that there is a blend of, oh yeah, he's coming tonight, and then you, and, but you don't believe it until you see it, because it is pro wrestling. And then you see it, and then you see how he reacts, and then you see how the fans react. Uh, I've not seen it on television just as of yet. Um, (laughs) uh, This is a funny text that just came in. Uh, Mark Henry Henry just texted me and told me what hotel he's staying in. He says, come through. Well, when the world's strongest man says come through, that's a good possibility after this uh, podcast that I'm going to post. Uh, that's kind of funny that just came in. Uh, that threw me off for a second. But um, nonetheless, as Michael Cole would say, um, but it's about anticipation. And and that's what we saw uh, at the United Center tonight. And it was a sold-out house. People were asking me on Wrestling TWT on Twitter, is it sold out? Yeah, it was sold out. Um, of course, if it wasn't for the production elements of having the pyro and the big, you know, the staging and everything else, then the back part of uh, what was behind there was empty seats. And I was sitting close to that in that area. I was around that section of empty seats behind the, uh, behind the big board and the screens and the pyro and everything else. If it wasn't for all of that production, yeah, I think you could have got 20,000 people in there. And and let me just say this as an aside before we hear from CM Punk. The crowd was hot. All night. This is the first AEW dark that I've I've sat through as far as their show that they do on YouTube. That thing hums. It's quick. These matches are three or four minutes, or maybe it's six or seven minutes, but as soon as that match is out of the ring, the next one comes. There is no lag time. There is no one match and you gotta wait another ten minutes I mean it's Justin Roberts is in there with the the um, being the ring announcer he's in and out of the ring so quickly and these matches are very very fast um and so uh, for that YouTube special it it was great but let me just point out again the crowd was hot for everything people are asking me or texting me across the country about hey hood you're there what's going on. Uh, It was not just hot for CM Punk and Rampage. It was hot for Dark. And it could have been a preliminary wrestler. It could have been a a mid-card guy. It could be top of the card. The the whole... It's Chicago, so I'm not surprised, right? It's the wrestling capital of the world. Without question. But the crowd was hot for everything. The crowd was hot for everything. They were cheering everything. It was in Chicago. I'm not surprised. But it just shows you that the AEW fan knows up and down the roster who these people are. They know who these wrestlers are. And they're like, okay, I know who this person is. Let's root them on. There's a young man from Chicago who just got who got throttled uh, today. And again, I'm not going to give any spoilers, uh, but I'm just watching Dark and just seeing the reaction of the fans standing up and knowing the music, singing along with the music, or just cheering on uh, underneath talent. Mid card talent, top talent. I was like, "Oh God, look at that! That's pretty good. <laughs> this is really good." So uh, follow me on Wrestling TWT on Instagram and Twitter. And i I just want to just tell you that I've been going to wrestling since I was a kid in the late seventies, uh, when people believed, when people kind of knew it was a work, but didn't weren't so smart that they would not cheer or boo. Right, there was always emotion, even when people were smart. In back in the day, when I was a kid, when I was not smart, but some of the adults that I know, this is kind of a work, and it's focused. But they did not turn a blind eye to the raw emotion of this male soap opera that is professional wrestling. It's always this is always what it's been, and there is people that you love and people that you hate. But this was a love fest. Professional wrestling, when it's at its best, was what it was tonight. And that is to celebrate someone that wants back in in the business and wants to help and wants to wrestle some of this young talent and is aware that you and I have wanted him back for a long time. And I know there's some conjecture on social media like, oh, do you really want... uh, Punk back? Does it really matter? It matters to be able to have moments like what we had tonight on the twentieth of August. It matters when it, the roof comes off an arena because of one person. Who does that today in the WWE? Uh, who is that person that just knocks, just blows the roof off? Maybe when Cena first returned, when he got back on the scene, and now he's in this program for SummerSlam tomorrow. Uh, against Roman Reigns, maybe, but not quite like what we heard from CM Punk. People, I think, appreciated John Cena returning, but not like CM Punk. When Brock Lesnar comes in and out of the company, the WWE, um, does the roof blow off the place? Is this a, as a is it a sustained roar when Brock Lesnar's... No, it's not. But I will tell you that what we I heard tonight. And again, if it was lousy or if it was average or, you know, I will report it to you, right? Because I'm always honest when it comes to wrestling and anything else, but whether people want to hear it or not. But when it comes to this show, I'm always going to be honest. And it was a sustained roar like I haven't heard since Steve Austin at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont. And that is his favorite building, by the way, because there's, the way the sound holds at the Rosemont uh, Arena, uh, the All-State Arena. And, I mean, there's very few moments that I can recall the last 20 years It was like that. I was in the building for Jericho when Chris Jericho came to the WWE. I remember that. And that was a pretty good pop there, too. But I remember a lot of the 80s of the Road Warriors and, you know, Dusty Roads and... Um, the crusher and the dick the bruiser and how people just go crazy and loud but this has got to be a top five for me if not top three of biggest audience reactions to just someone that didn't even wrestle <laughs> just appeared in uh CM Punk and it's just amazing so as I mentioned to you before some of the videos and some of the um the audio and some of the video from uh, the United Center, I'll put on Wrestling TWT for you to see on Instagram and also on Twitter. And what a busy weekend! I mean, I didn't get a chance to see SmackDown yet as I record this. so I'll go back and watch that uh, later on Saturday. Kind of my that'll be my preview into SummerSlam on Saturday. So I'll, I'll watch it later on Saturday afternoon on the twenty-first. Um, but you've got SummerSlam and. You have uh, Ring of Honor with a show, Impact Wrestling. I know had a show, and then uh, the Takeovers on Sunday uh, for NXT, uh, Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe. It's a hell of a weekend. It's a hell of a weekend for wrestling. But uh, at this point in time, and I don't think it's going to be topped. CM Punk returns to pro wrestling, returning to All Elite Wrestling. And I was uh, listening to the news conference. Uh, that he was in with Tony Khan and it's the same punk that you know this like Chicago punk Phil Brooks just laying it out there putting his feet up pretty much just telling you how it is just like you know I just want to wrestle some of these young guys and he wants to help in the back and he says if I if Tony Khan wants me to wrestle in the G1 because of his relationship with New Japan he's willing to do that he's willing to be a, a commentator he just wants back in you know, on something that he thinks and it's been a courtship for almost two years these two I learned being in that news conference, um, but Punk did not want to return during the pandemic. He didn't want to return to the empty arenas like Brody Lee did or like Matt Hardy did. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to come back with fans and hope, and probably preferably in Chicago. And it was the perfect storm. It wasn't in Hoffman Estates. Uh, it wasn't in some other arena. It was at the United Center, the home that Jordan built.
1: can't feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. I'm winging this. We're winging this. We. That's a very important distinction. We'll get back to it, but I didn't plan on what I was going to say because I didn't know what to say because I didn't know how I was going to feel, but I knew that I needed to feel it. You can't get get to it all right here right now but the good news is is I got the time Wait, one second. Possibly for me, the most important thing I'm going to say right now, and this is for everybody at home, this is for everybody who bought a ticket, this is for everybody in the back, if at all through my journey, any of my personal choices or decisions related to my life made you feel disappointed or let down, let me just say, Let me just say, I understand if you all try to understand that I was never going to get healthy physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place. Can I tell you guys a story? It's hot in here, hang on one second. Can I tell you a story? See, I felt before like I had to leave. I didn't want to, but I knew I couldn't stay, and that was when I used to work for a place called Ring of Honor. August 13, 2005 was my last match in Ring of Honor, and I famously came out with tears in my eyes. And walking out here today, I now know why I was crying, it was a lot of reasons, but what it boiled down to was, I had made a place where people could come work, get paid, learn their craft, and love professional wrestling. And I cried because I knew I was leaving a place that I love And it was a home, and I knew where I was going. It wasn't gonna be easy for a guy like me, because I'm one of you. So I look at it like this. August 13th, 2005, I left professional wrestling. 20th 2021 So in saying that, I sit back and I say, well, hell, they're there now, so why aren't you? Here I am. I'm back because I want to work with that young talent that had the same passion that I had stamped out. I'm back because there's a couple of scores to settle in that locker room. I'm back for the young guys. Toby Allen! I've seen you wrapped up in a body bag and chucked over the top rope. I've seen you kick down a flight of stairs, and you always come back. Just like each and every person here in Chicago, you're tough. But I'm here to help. And you're the first on the list. I'm going to help you because you're a daredevil and you like danger. Well, Darby Allen, there is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. Accept wrestling CM Punk in Chicago. I will see you and I'll see Sting and I'll see all of you September 5th. And all out. Live on pay-per-view. I'm back.